My name is Thais Gibson, and I'm the creator of the Personal Development School. This is your daily breakthrough video, and in this video, I want to talk to you about eight major red flags in long-distance relationships. So long-distance relationships have happened so much more over the last few years because of everything that's taken place. Some people have had to move home, some people have had to move to different parts of the world, back to a different country, um, or people have just been isolated and locked down and not able to see each other to, to the same degree. And so I've noticed this huge uptick in long-distance relationships, and of course, with anything new, and especially if it's all all of a sudden that, that sort of changes our relationship dynamic, there can also be a lot of challenges. So I really want to do a little series about um, how long distance relationships can affect us, some of the major red flags to look for. And then we'll talk further on in this series about what we can do to overcome these potential red flags and problems. So before I start this, I want you to know that these red flags do not always mean what you project them to mean. As we go through each individual red flag, each person listening to this will probably have a bit of an, an internal personal assumption, largely based on their attachment style or past wounds. So for example, our first red flag is about seeing each other less, um, where there's been a drop off in the amount of time seeing each other, even if it's like seeing each other, being on a phone, Skype date, Zoom date, whatever it might be. But what I really want to highlight here is seeing each other less. For an AP, they're going to think, oh, I'm about to get abandoned versus for a fearful avoidant, they're probably like, oh, my partner's um, betraying me. They're, they're cheating. They're betraying. They're, they're not being, um, faithful or loyal. And so, so we'll have individual interpretations as we hear these red flags. And it doesn't mean that's always what it is, but these are important overarching red flags, um, that are important to just keep track of in terms of relationships as a whole. So the very first red flag is seeing each other less. And this can mean many things, right? It can mean that there's, you guys are just getting disconnected. One or both parties are really stressed at work or in life. It can mean that um, there is infidelity or cheating. It could mean that one person is really pulling away or somebody's afraid of getting hurt and so they're pushing away. It can mean a whole bunch of different things, but no matter what, it's a red flag in and of itself. And it's something to, you know, it's a call to action for you to actually look at why is this going on? What's shown up? What's a change in the pattern? Why are things changing and how can we communicate through this and, and do the work to, to create positive and healthy transformation? So that's red flag number one. Number two is that this is also followed up by not actively making plans. Um, sometimes people have great rationales for why they're not making plans. Sometimes somebody's like, well, I'm really busy or I, you know, I've seen especially more avoidant leaning attachment style individuals be like, can really push off making plans for a long time. And there can be good reasons. But at the end of the day, this is sort of like one of those actions speak louder than words thing. And I always tell people in a relationship, like people can say all the things they want and that can feel nice. And it can mean our love languages for words, words of affirmation. It can make somebody feel um, regulated or soothed. But at the end of the day, somebody's showing up or they're not. And the same thing applies to long distance relationships. Like it's one thing if there's like sort of a, a, a sparing period where somebody's not talking as much or, or making plans as much. And it's for, you know, a couple of weeks or, you know, there's just a bump in the road that's taking place. But if this is an extended thing, like if this is going on for like a month, six weeks, two months, and somebody's not making the initiative to like actually solidify a plan, even if it's just because they're avoidantly attached and, and that's not even to do with how they feel about the relationship, it still doesn't make it like a very helpful thing for a long distance relationship, right? Like somebody can be just not wanting to have somebody come stay at their house for their week because they're very private or, you know, things like that. But at the end of the day, maybe that person's not really right for a long distance relationship then because that effort has to be made to keep the bond alive. And it has to be given some extra care and support um, if you want the relationship to really thrive. 
Number three, you start seeing that somebody's not very present on calls or texts. Um, you know, th there's a massive change in the way somebody's communicating, but I really look for presence. I think that presence is such an important dynamic because it's how we, it's, it's one of the major forms in, in terms of how we actually interpret love. Like when somebody's present with us, open, that sort of thing, we really feel a sense of love and bonding and connection. And when they're not, we tend to feel otherwise big time. And so when somebody's not fully listening on the phone, always doing something wrong on the phone or sending short texts, not fully answering your, your entire text or things like that, it's just not a very conducive thing. And especially if that started to happen all of a sudden, again, red flag to be aware of something to approach and communicate through. Now, by the way, as I go through the rest of these red flags, if you want to understand the major aspects of a relationship that need to be in check um, in order to truly thrive, and you want the roadmap for how to actually dive into these things and get your hands on the tools, like one of them, for example, being understanding your needs so that you can properly communicate them back and forth in a relationship. And we've got six other major tools. Um, you can actually check out our 14 day challenge course, which will take you through all of those major areas and give you a personal roadmap and output for, for how you can figure out what each of those tools are for you and your partner or loved one so that you can actually feel much more connected and, and thriving in your relationship and close any gaps that might be happening just because long distance can be challenging. So you can check that out. Absolutely. Um, and I'll put a link in the description box below for that. Um, so anyways, so our next one is you start noticing that you are making future oriented plans without each other. This is a big red flag in long distance relationships, especially if that didn't used to happen. Now, of course, there can be times where there's just a difference, you know, things have changed. Um, you, you know, you're going to be further apart. You, you don't have the opportunity to see each other, but in that case, it's a great time to say to somebody like, well, let's make our plans too, you know, or to sort of bring that in there and, and create like an inclusion of one another in what you're doing. And if that's not happening, and especially if it's falling off, definitely a red flag to be aware of. Um, our next one, number five here, his love languages aren't met or needs are not being expressed. So we all have different love languages. It's Dr. Gary Chapman's work. And we have words of affirmation. We have quality time. We have physical touch. We have acts of service and gifts. And um, acts of service is like doing things for each other, cooking someone breakfast, bringing them a coffee, taking them to the airport, these sorts of things. All the other ones are fairly self-explanatory. But when we aren't communicating in the way that the other person receives love, um, there will feel like there's an emotional and romantic disconnect. And when we're not communicating our needs in a relationship, when we don't know what they are, there becomes a romantic and emotional disconnect as well, which then leads right into a physical and sexual disconnect and, and intimacy disconnect. And so all of these things really want to be aligned and go together. Number six, um, you don't open up to each other. This is so important. And this goes hand in hand with number seven. And I'm really going to put these together here, which is that you're not up to date on each other's day-to-day -day lives. And wherever there's physical distance, we need to close that gap, at least emotionally. And what that means is we want to be able to share some with somebody what we're going through, what's happening throughout our day, almost overshare a little bit, just so that person feels like they're kind of included in our life. And so even though there's physical distance, they know what our relationship to our coworkers is like. They know what we laughed about today. They know what really stood out in our day and vice versa. And that helps really build that deeper emotional connection that can sustain if there is some kind of physical disconnect. And so this is really important. And then number eight, 
is that if we are not actively working through differences, through conflicts, through problems, we're not finding resolution, then what happens instead is our resentment tank in our subconscious mind basically builds up. It fills up over time. We store conflict with people and it comes out in different ways later on. But if we can talk it through, work it out and find healthy compromises and strategies to actually move through it, then we don't start building up resentment secretly in the background of our subconscious mind. And this makes for a thriving, healthy relationship instead of one that feels heavy, conflicting, frustrating, and where more conflict is likely to happen, they can start tearing the bond apart, which is definitely not what we want. So I hope this makes sense. Um, eight red flags to be aware of, really important topics for sure. And um, we'll continue with, with just some other tools and strategies that you can, you can really dive into to help make this relationship thrive. And remember, you can check out the 14-day challenge course where you can actually go through the, the major pillars for thriving relationships and understand like what's working for you, what's not, and how to get to the bottom of what you can do to move the needle um, so that you can feel really connected and so that things can really last. So that's it for today. Thank you so much for watching. Thank you for being here. Please like, share, and subscribe if you haven't already. And I will see you in the next video.